Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Mackenzie. Welcome back to Practically Joyful Mom. We are a few weeks into this new year and I think for a lot of us so far, it has felt a lot like the last year and I think that can feel discouraging to a lot of us. You know, there was a lot of, okay, 2020 is almost over. 2021 is going to be better. And depending on where you're at, maybe it has been better this first little bit. Maybe it's felt a whole lot worse. There's a lot going on in the world, in our country, in our homes probably. And so I just wanted to kind of real quick before we jump into the rest of the episode, just encourage you all, I keep coming back to this old hymn, you know, this whole last year, really, I mean, 2020 and so far 2021, and just thinking, okay, school for my child has changed, work things have changed, this has changed, that has changed, everything feels so uncertain, so unstable, so unreliable in a lot of ways and this old hymn just keeps coming back to me and I feel like especially this week I've really needed to just remind myself this um on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand and there's a whole lot more I won't do the whole song but I just that line has just really been in my head this year this week everything else is uncertain. We, All these things we have thought, oh, we can depend on this, this is reliable. Things in this world are not solid. And this song has just been a good reminder to me lately of, yes, everything else is sinking sand. Everything else might change. Everything else might shift. Everything else might not go how we want it to go but we do have a solid rock that we can stand on. And so I don't know who needed to hear that, but I've needed to hear that this this whole last year, this whole last week. And so maybe some of you did too. Um, even if you didn't, I probably just needed to hear myself say it. So thank you for indulging me. Um, let's go ahead and kind of jump into today's episode. If you've listened to the last few, you know, we've kind of been going through this series of talking about relationships over rules. Not that rules are bad and we shouldn't have any rules, but that 
we should be using whatever the rules are to strengthen to develop relationships because that's what really matters. The rule in and of itself isn't for anything. The rule is for the building up of our relationships. So we kind of did a general intro to that and then last week I talked about how we can apply this to our relationship with God that he doesn't just want us to follow the rules because then we can say we follow the rules. He wants our hearts and he wants a relationship with us. And so today we're going to kind of move on to the next topic, but still within that relationships over rules framework, sort of. I talked about this last week, but just kind of wanted to go back over it. I sort of have this structure in my head where I think about, okay, my life is sort of built up of these relationships and it's almost like a pyramid, like the bottom level needs to be kind of stable or in a good place for the next level and the next level and the next level and sort of at that baseline is my relationship with God. If that's a mess, then everything else above it is probably going to be shaky and unstable. So first there's that, then my relationship with myself, which is what we're talking about today, then my relationship with my husband, with my kids, with my friends, and then kind of at the top with the things in my life, our home, our vehicles, all of those sorts of things. So we're kind of at that second level today. You can kind of visualize that of our relationship with ourselves. And this is a huge, huge topic. So obviously not going to be able to cover everything today, but just a few thoughts that I've been having about this lately. Our relationship with ourselves really does matter because if we're not in a good place with ourselves, we're not going to treat our spouses well, we're not going to treat our friends well, our kids well, when we are not kind of right with ourselves. And I think mom culture at large has a lot to say on this issue. Um, I think there are kind of a few different extremes. There's the like, self-care, you have to take care of yourself, go to the spa, have a bubble bath every day, do everything you can to focus on yourself, and those things in and of themselves, the spa, the bubble bath, those aren't bad, but I think there's kind of a current in mom culture that can take it to this extreme and say, it's all about you. It's all about just getting whatever you want, you know, the bubble bath, something relaxing, whatever that thing is. If your kids are annoying you and in the way, just send them off, have them go watch TV, that sort of thing. Just this focus on it's all about me and what I want. And self-care just looks like whatever I find enjoyable at the moment. And the other side is sort of this like, oh, well, it's selfish to take care of yourself. It's selfish to spend any time on yourself. You need to just give and give and give until you have nothing left to give. And that's how you can be a good mom is giving of yourself until you are completely depleted and just lay down. <laughs> that's that's it. And it's selfish to take any time for yourself. And I think neither of those extremes are really life-giving because when we completely give everything we have without ever replenishing, eventually we hit a wall where there is nothing left to give and we suffer and everyone around us suffers too, right? We've probably all kind of hit that wall at one point or another where 
you know, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. And it's true, right? And on the other side, this, this extreme focus on, well, I just need to get what I want. I just need to get what I want. It kind of blinds us to this, the reality that motherhood really is a lot of self-sacrifice. It really is a lot of saying, okay, these little people need me and I can give up my time. I can give up some of my sleep. I can give up some of myself for them. And there's a lot of freedom and joy in that giving of ourselves. So I think we really have to find that third alternative um, where it's not completely selfish and it's not completely ignoring our own selves and our own needs. And we can take care of ourselves without getting extremely self-focused and self-indulgent and without feeling guilty for taking any time spent on ourselves. So I just want to encourage all of us today that you are precious, you are important, you matter, you are valuable, and you need to take some ownership of your life to find ways to take care of yourself so that you can last, so that you can be joyful in your life, and so that you can care for those around you. And it doesn't have to hit this unhealthy extreme of just being completely self-focused. So kind of taking that idea and also filtering it through this framework of relationships over rules, I think especially this time of year, uh, culture kind of hits moms, women with all these messages like, okay, it's a new year, get in shape, lose weight, go on a diet, all these sorts of messages, right? And there's not necessarily anything wrong with exercise, with nutrition. Those things are good, but I think culture feeds us a lot of like, well, you have to follow this diet. You have to do this exercise plan. You have to do this, do that. And that really can rob us of a lot of joy and put us in a really unhealthy place of feeling like we're just trying to follow the rules. So kind of a couple of examples of this is like, you know, if you go on some sort of diet where your rule is, okay, no sugar at all, or no dairy, or no carbs, or no whatever, a lot of times that actually just makes us want that thing more, right? It's like when we tell our two-year-old, no, you can't have ice cream, then all of a sudden the only thing they've ever wanted in their entire life is ice cream, right? It consumes their thoughts, and so this rules-based well, I just can't eat this thing sort of an approach really isn't healthy and life-giving to us. Obviously, if you have like an allergy, you know, if you are allergic to gluten, then yes, have no gluten. And that's a whole different story. That's not really what I'm talking about. But the idea of just putting a rule on ourselves, I won't eat this or I will eat that. Um, so a relationships-based approach would be to say, I want to take care of my body just like I would take care of my child, just like I would take care of someone I love. I want to take care of my body by giving myself lots of food full of nutrients so that I can feel good and I can have energy. So with this kind of an approach, we might still eat some cake 
um, the day I'm recording this is my son's birthday, and I'm gonna have birthday cake, but we might eat one piece instead of two, because we know, okay, two pieces is gonna make me feel gross, so I'm gonna have one piece, because I care about my body, not because I have a rule that says I can't eat this, but because I know that eating two or three or four or five pieces of cake will make me feel bad physically, and I don't want to do that to myself. It's not about the rule, it's about my relationship with myself. So that's kind of one area related to all these New Year's resolution-y type things that culture throws at us. And then I think another one is this idea of, oh, I have to start this exercise program I have to lose weight. That's a huge culturally prevalent New Year's thing. Nothing wrong with losing weight, but when it's the societal pressure, I think that's a whole different thing. And so a rules-based approach might be something like, okay, I have to follow this program. I have to work out this many days a week because I just have to lose weight. And I think a more relationship-based approach to this would be to say like okay god gave me this body and this is the only body i'm gonna have this side of eternity and i was bought at a price um there's the verse that says you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your body so if you were bought at a price right jesus paid a high price for us that means we're precious it means we're worth the price it means we're valuable So, God gave me this body, it's valuable, it's precious, it's worth it. I want to have energy and strength to lift my kids, to chase after them, to run around with them. I don't want to be in pain from poor posture, from bad alignment, from negative aspects of ignoring my physical health. So, I want to use these natural positive ways to improve my mood as well because exercise is not just oh we're just trying to lose weight but for me at least moving my body around if I go for a walk if I do a Pilates video do some yoga do a dance party with my kids I just feel better and I feel like it's it's this really amazing natural way that God has given us to improve our mood and why wouldn't we right why wouldn't we do that So this relationships-based approach is to say, okay, I am going to move my body. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do strengthening exercises. I'll run or walk or do some kind of other cardio activity to get my heart rate up because I know that getting my blood pumping and my lungs working will give me more energy in the long run. It will improve my mood. It will help me feel better. It will help me live better. It will help me have more energy. I want to have that, that great relationship with myself, not some empty society puts on us a goal of losing weight, but this relationship with ourselves where we're taking care of our bodies because we want to have energy, because we want to be strong, because we want to have good alignment so we're not in pain from all these things from, you know, health issues that come from not moving our bodies so we can be consistent we can exercise consistently we can move our bodies consistently but do it from a relationships based approach that says i'm doing this 
because I love myself. I love this body God has given me. I'm going to take care of it. So those are just, I started with those two, not because I think they're most important, but because I think this time of year, especially, we kind of all get bombarded with a lot of, this is your year. This is the time to lose weight, to get in shape, to whatever. And I just wanted to kind of remind us all that we can do those things, but we can approach them from a relationships-based viewpoint and not just a, well, I'm trying to follow these rules to meet some arbitrary goal that society tells me I need to meet. A couple of other areas that I have been thinking about with this idea of relationships over rules as we are considering ourselves is think about how you spend your time. Like, are you spending a lot of time on your phone, either reading news or on social media or whatever it is that you do on your phone that sucks up your time or spending a lot of time doing something else that afterwards you feel either negative because you've been comparing your life to other people's or you feel just like, oh, I just wasted all that time and I'm zoned out instead of having spent time with my kids. How do you feel after those things? And if you find that there are ways you're spending your time that are not serving you, are not helping you in your life, maybe you want to make a plan to reduce your use of those things. Social media, your phone, TV, whatever it is. Maybe you need to make a plan to reduce your use of those things that are not using your time well, that are not helping you. But again, let's approach it from our relationship with ourselves, not about a rule, not about okay, I can only spend this much time on my phone every day just because that's my rule. But to think about it from this perspective of when I'm on my phone a long time, I don't feel good afterwards. My kids don't feel good. My kids feel ignored. So because I want to invest in these relationships, my relationship with myself, with my kids, I'm going to make some changes not for the sake of following some rule, but because I've recognized a negative effect that spending my time in these ways has on myself. Another area that this might be relevant is when we think about our inner monologue, about the way you talk to yourself in your head when no one's listening. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize the things we're saying to ourselves in our head. We are so used to saying things that we just don't even pay attention anymore but maybe just pay attention over the next few days like is the way I'm talking to myself in my head is it loving and kind is it how I would want someone to speak to my child my son or daughter like if I don't if I wouldn't want someone else to talk to my child this way then why am I talking to myself this way in my head why am I saying negative things to myself and if that is an area you feel like you might need to make some changes, what can you do about it? And again, not from a perspective of, oh, okay, I just can't think this or I can't think that, but a perspective of nourishing your relationship with yourself, of taking good care of yourself, of speaking well to yourself, even when no one else is listening. So if you're noticing a lot of negative thought patterns, 
maybe look into a book about thought patterns and how we can change our thought patterns. Notice those negative thoughts and replace them with something positive. So you notice yourself having a negative thought, a negative thing you're saying to yourself. Maybe choose a Bible verse that you want to then remind yourself of or some other positive thing that you want to say to yourself to replace that negative thought. Maybe spend some time praying about it. Maybe talk to a friend about it. Maybe talk to a counselor about it. Um, So these are just a few different areas that I've been thinking about where we can really think about investing in our relationship with ourselves and from that perspective of our relationship, not about following some rules, not about doing whatever society tells us we need to do, what self-care needs to look like, but how can you be investing in your relationship with yourself, not from a completely self-centered, self-focused perspective, but from a perspective that says, if my relationship with myself is right, that's a good thing in and of itself, and then I can have good relationships with the other people in my life as well. So hopefully something stood out to you that is useful or encouraging for your life this week and hope that you have a good weekend if you're listening to this on Friday when it comes out and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I just really appreciate each and every one of you and I'm so glad that we got to share this time together today. Thanks for listening today, friends. I hope this episode encouraged and inspired you. If it did, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at practicallyjoyfulmom, or you can send me an email at practicallyjoyfulmom at gmail.com. So glad we got to share this time together today. Thanks for choosing joy with me, friends.